I'm Per Nilsson from Scar Symmetry. You are listening to Interview Under Fire with your host, Sonny Reza. <laughs> everyone welcome to interview under fire back with another new episode this is your beloved host here sonny as always and today i have the honor of speaking with a multi-talented musician in per nelson uh honor to have you man thank you for joining our iuf series today per we are quickly approaching a big moment for you and the rest of the guys over at scar symmetry with the drop of your latest album the singularity phase two xenotap for people keeping count at home because this unleashes june 9th on nuclear blast records seventh studio album now in this impressive catalog man i do want to kick things off per by you know commending you on all the well-deserved recognition you guys have been getting so far with this album those jaw-breaking singles chrononautilus and then scorch quadrant that dropped uh, a lot to discover about this majestic can i even say that word this banger of a record and what you are all about before we get to all that beyond i think we we briefly covered this i mean how's life man it's always been almost been a decade since the last album but now you guys are i feel like you guys Indeed. are back and better than ever with this exciting year lined up have you had the i mean even take this moment to have the chance to take all this in <laughs> uh it's kind of weird because it's been this album's been such a long time coming mm -hmm. the, i mean the songs were written in 2016 so if for for us in a way this material is kind of old even though the process of recording and finalizing it have been really uh, really extended and we've kept adding things like nudging things into place up until we sent off the very final master like two years ago uh but like that era of my life when this album was written it seems so distant now mm -hmm. and and i think especially because of the pandemic and even before the pandemic when uh, my son was born when i became a father and everyone who's a parent knows that congratulations that's like a very thanks man that that can be a very like that there's a very distinct before and after in your life when you become a parent it's like it's such a it changes you in in such a fundamental way so so these songs they belong to a, uh a, not a, like a, a, an era that is long gone in my life but but the songs are new for all the listeners because most people on this planet uh, haven't been able to listen to the songs until now when we have dropped those two singles at that time seems like ancient right like pre-pandemic every conversation i have with the awesome people like you come on my show it's like okay was that pre-pandemic was that post-pandemic and almost the conversation yeah. with every person i have and i do uh extend my congrats again for you being a father my brother's a school teacher so um he's a second grade teacher so i i go and visit him a lot so it it means a lot that yeah. when musicians or anyone i know or look up to have become apparent it changes your perspective on a lot of things in life especially even in the music that you write i, I bet yeah for sure it's it changes everything yeah <clears throat> and and it, I, I was gonna ask also aside from scar symmetry i know this really quick uh how are things also uh going over at nocturnal ride zerler uh kaipa um are you still composing music on that aspect too people people don't know per is also in other bands <laughs> yeah well those bands 
uh, are kind of inactive. Like I'm still a member of Nocturnal Rights and Kaipa. Zerler mm-hmm. was more of a studio thing, and and we haven't really kept in touch. I, I think that's that will remain like a one-off thing we did. I, I don't see us doing any more of it, but mm-hmm. but you never know. Life is hopefully long. Uh, but for Nocturnal Rights, I I joined them like only weeks before I got the call from Meshuggah to start touring with them. So it was kind of an interesting <laughs> wow. uh, period of my life because uh, after writing uh, Phase 2 and started recording it, I, I was feeling burnt out from Scar's Imagery, from being responsible sort of for everything, for all the business stuff. I, I was like kind of the tour manager and business manager and Mm-hmm. And it was very stressful, and uh, we had a hard time making things work in different as- aspects. So I was kind of burnt out, and I was sort of asking the higher powers to provide me with opportunities to do something else. I was like, I do not wish this responsibility in my life right now. I, I wish I could just go out with my guitar, go up on st- stage, and 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 just have fun, play guitar, and get off stage have a couple of beers and 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 not have to worry about anything else and uh, like next day i get a call from nocturnal rights which is for people who don't know it's like a classic swedish yeah. power metal band that has been around for a long time and they have an amazing catalog of of great songs and 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 that seemed like a lot of fun to get to be a part of that and i'm i'm friends with the band and some b- beautiful people so, I, so yes, I was super stoked to to join that and do exactly what I was looking for. But then, just a few weeks later, uh, I got the call from Sugar. Hey, can you tour with us for a bit? <laughs> so, and then I was like, oh shit! I like now I have my hands full with this other thing that I actually was looking for. And the higher and after powers. A few year, after yeah. a few years of that, I I needed to get back to. To my own music, and so so Scar Symmetry is it's gonna be my my main focus going forward, and and Nocturnal Rights has been really inactive. We haven't done a show since nineteen. Like we've been talking about doing a new album, but I think work seems to be kind of slow. But who knows? Yeah. If they if they call me, I, I'm I'm hoping that schedule wise it it it'll work. And the higher powers, uh, I was going to say, they seem to have answered during that time frame. You know, I'm always intrigued to hear about an, other aspects of an artist's life poten- that potentially feed into their creativity and personality. And uh, I will mention, we I know it's 2023, somehow it's 2023, but next year it'll be, I, if I'm not mistaken, 20 years of scar symmetry. You know, uh, I wonder what comes to mind when you hear those words. I don't know if it's like scary or if it's like, wow, we've been around for this long. Is this how long I've been... I've been playing music. Do you kind of just block out that noise or is it just, you know what, let's just keep it going? I mean, sometimes you <laughs> realize stuff like that. Like, yeah. Uh, uh, actually, today is the 11th anniversary of me and my wife being a uh, in a romantic Congr- relationship. Congrats again, man. <laughs> so, yeah, so 11 years. Next year is going to be our 10th. Uh, wedding anniversary, but but today is the eleventh of 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 romance. Yeah, 
and, and and it seems 11 years seems crazy like how but then I, I look back I look at pictures of myself 11 years ago and I'm like holy shit I looked so much younger so <laughs> uh, and and for the band yeah it's crazy that it's such a long time but when I also when I think of the last album being nine years it doesn't feel like it, it feels years. if if I would if, if I would look at, at it as like well, now it's 19 years, and I would maybe feel like we should have accomplished more or something. But we did. We did have those years of pandemic, parenthood, and and like semi hiatus. We never completely went away, but we were like doing things really slow for a bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's weird. So so next year is the. 20th anniversary of the band being formed. Uh, I don't think we're gonna celebrate that in any particular way I, because there's there's nothing uh, there's nothing to like uh, arrange a, an anniversary around like go go on tour and be like 20 years of because the year afterwards it's the 20 20 years anniversary of the first album. The, in, in 26 it'll be 20 years of pitchback progress and so on so like that's true so we could we could possibly do a few like uh, anniversary tours when that yeah. happens and I, I would love to be there for something like that I'm sure the fans would too and speaking of albums and thank you for sharing all that uh uh per i mean because it, it is a big accomplishment to get this far and let's talk about the singularity phase uh part two this job drops on june 9th on nuclear blast records before we dive a little further into this album uh technically this is a follow-up to 2014's singularity phase one neo humanity i love that album and for people who don't know this is the first installment technically of the singularity trilogy uh mm-hmm. i know it's been nine years and i always have <clears throat> scar symmetry records in my rotation per like I, we talked about it before the interview I, I love those records then i love it now you know and i don't mean it's not like a broken record but nine years right you guys i feel like you guys if people hear it now right since the last scar symmetry album it does sound like you guys really have picked up right where you left off i mean the challenges of maintaining even the band's signature sound really and the evolution over the years and still keeping it fresh um how was that like was there any pressure in the middle of all that like when writing down for a new scar symmetry album again do you feel pressure like that um i guess i've in a way because it's like uh, i got the question the other day of like uh, the question was like uh how do i see the our career like do i see it as different eras of the band and stuff Hmm. And and I guess I do because we we did the first three albums which which was with the the original lineup when Christian was singing with us and we, like it's sort of like the we were on a trajectory of finding our sound the first I'm I'm not like super found, uh, fond of the first album there's some nice songs on it but it's kind of poorly produced compared to later works and and the songs are kind of they are they have a like a little bit of a naive uh, quality to them that can be nice and and lots of people talk highly about that album they do <laughs> uh, yeah 
But I, I think that we we sort of found our sound on, on Pitchback Progress and, and Holographic Universe was sort of where we took that whole thing to, to, to its like end point. It's like if we would have gone further in that direction, like be like how poppy we are on holographic universe and how polished everything is. Uh, that's actually yeah, one so, of the that's actually one of the things I loved about that album. I know I mentioned holographic yeah, universe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and I bet that's that's a reason for why that album remains like uh, our our most successful one, because I think like people dug that style and and. Uh, and it came out in a in an era where that was probably like it just hit hit with the with the zeitgeist or something. Oh, I was gonna say like nobody was doing it the way you guys were. You know, people are even like cementing Scar Symmetry as one of the influences for a lot of the newer melodic bands that are coming onto the surface, which is really cool to see. But yeah. you know, and and you've been here since the beginning, Pert. I mean, despite a few lineup changes, I mean, Scar Symmetry to me, again, this is the fan of me, and there's uh, millions of people out there. I feel like it has really stood the test of time. You guys have aged like fine wine. I mean, the band continues to evolve in ways that I couldn't have imagined. And I don't care who you are. I mean, yeah. second record, seven records in twenty years is not an easy thing to do. But yet, who you are now? For, now, if you want to uh, finish your water, because I have a lot to say. I mean, Chrononautilus to Overworld to Reichsfall to Gridworm to the title track, which that I keep going back to that song because that may be my favorite track on the record. Whether my neighbors like it or not, this is going to end up being their favorite album because my window is right there. My stereo is right there. I've been having a full blast since your publicist sent it, yeah. sent it over to me. I've had this album on repeat. And this album, right, the core elements of what I think makes up Scar Symmetry, these progressive and and you guys have these second nature, like melodic instincts with these compositions. And you got you fuse these brutal riffs and arrangements with, with wild, you know, futuristic atmospheric sounds and it's also emotional and you have hit your targets with rootless precision i mean right in the middle of i would say progressive metal you know mellow death groove metal you guys are kind of just in the middle of that trifecta like i know it's scar symmetry and i feel you'll be bringing in some new fans here while satisfying the old school fans like myself brings you in like a like that tractor beam like the death star does and you're just asking for more mm -hmm. right i don't think they were asking for more but you know what i'm saying but <laughs> that dynamic quality and you said i'm gonna quote you here per you the said people this of is... alderaan they would beg to differ <laughs> no that's that is true and may they rest in peace for people who haven't seen the movies yet and uh you you said this was arguably our most unrelenting album to date if i'm not mistaken Per, as I'm telling you all this, I wonder how much do things change for when you first start composing on your albums, maybe particularly this one, to where you ended up finishing it. Does a lot change in between? Does nothing change? Do you already have a specific sound in mind from day one? I know it's a loaded question, but I feel like for Scar Symmetry, I think there's so much that goes on than what people see on the surface. Uh, no, when I when I write songs... Uh... Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm so like, I, I have such a strong vision, I suppose, for what I want to do. And, and, and I have a very strong sense of what I, what I like musically. Like hmm. I, I don't have to listen to something I just wrote or played and, uh, and, and be like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Is it good or is it bad? I, I just 
know. I just know what I feel about it, and 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 I can't. When I'm working, I cannot care what what you think about it or anyone else because that would be very difficult. If if I would think about that, I would be like, oh, maybe that riff or that riff. But when it comes to writing music, I just want to satisfy, like what I want to hear. Yeah. And and I listen to so many different styles of music, and when I have time to listen to music and I'm like sitting with Spotify and and uh, chilling out with the beer or something, I just go like ah oh, Hans Zimmer and then I go to uh, Megadeth or and then I go oh, to man. Alan Holdsworth you know and I and I just jump from thing to thing you pretty I'm much like, describe my entire like playlist <laughs> yeah and, <laughs> but it's like, if I listen to to, to that thing yeah then I'm like oh that was super tasty and but then I, I want to have that other flavor so in my music I want to try to satisfy that kind of need with within the confines of melodic death metal uh sort of and yeah and that's what's that's was like our almost our mission statement from day one that we were going to do this thing but we were gonna fit whatever we wanted into it uh, so so yeah so when i when i write songs like and I come up with parts and I get excited about them. I I instantly know if they if if it's keepers or not. Like if I get excited, it it stays in and then I I just work on the song and maybe rearrange things. But then when the song is done done in the demo stage, it's it rarely gets altered. That's they that's might, really cool. My, sometimes I might add an extra layer of something that's also something that's is really handy in our uh, kind of musical style because i i first often i write like the guitar riffs the drum arrangements uh, some keyboards and then i put the, like the top line that's like the the pop writers they talk about the top line who who writes the top line for a song which is the melody uh and and usually the the melody the vocal arrangement comes uh later and then i can i can be like if a, if a, if i have a an instrumental part that really fit, that i it's easy to make really tasty vocal melodies on top and then obviously there will be vocal melodies and then i might have another riff that is kind of more involved and tricky and it's hard to make sense with a vocal melody so then i put growls on top of it mm -hmm. and and sometimes I can uh, decide late in the process that I need something extra. There's something about a part that is not popping out or or I want something to contrast something. And then I can add like a, like some keyboards or, or, or something. One of, one of the very last things that I added to, to phase two was in the chorus of, of Cenotaph. Uh, there's this there's there's this big choir that we crowd sourced from from fans who sent us their their uh, them singing a part of the chorus, uh, but then there's like there's a there's uh, some some keyboard strings that plays a melody that and and there was something bugging me about that chorus for a long time, uh, but then I realized that there's a, like a hidden melody in the strings that needed to pop out. So I so late one night, like just a few days before I sent in the final master, I 
I just took this very microphone and and I recorded myself uh, singing that strings line like. Oh, I'll have to go back like and that. hear that song now. Yeah, so <laughs> I recorded that like fifteen times or something like that, and panned it out and like had had a low, lower octave or something, and I and I snuck that in. So when you listen to it, you you can hear like ah, oh, there's there's a voice, there's a like a choir voice in there, and and that's that's me late night, just a few few days before finalizing the album, and 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 then I was like, bam, there it is. That that was the last last little thing that I needed. It would would have been decent without it, but for me that really uh, made that chorus epic enough. What did I say earlier? That was my favorite track on the album. Now you kind of just you kind of just uh, uh, made that uh, you kind of just made that into fruition even more. Um, I'm gonna have to go nice. back and listen to that song now. Uh, per, let me know how we're doing on time because this next part, um, this uh, this was I was really intrigued by this. You know, between the writing and structuring the songs, like we just talked about mm-hmm. in the production process, of course. Keep all this in mind as I'm asking you this because the lyricism throughout Xenotaph, right, the album as a whole. The bulk of it references, for people who don't know, it references themes of neo-humanity, uh, AI, and the technological singularity from a dystopian point of view, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. We just came out of a pandemic. And for, and I just want to uh, just summarize it really quick. The AI-enhanced neo-humans are waging war upon the unmodified majority of mankind who don't stand a chance against their technologically superior oppressors until one day a glimmer of salvation appears in the night sky. Any sci-fi fans out there, I mean, per I was watching Blade Runner 2049 like just two days ago. It's one of my favorite mm-hmm. sequels of all time. I begin to think of the tangibles like themes or messages to your music. You know, I, I want I feel like that's a that's been a big component of strong songwriting for a band like Scar Symmetry. Do you feel the same way? Uh I'm not sure I understood. Uh... <laughs> I think I made Sorry, it more. more I'm, I'm, I'm from I'm, Sweden. I made it more epic than it maybe it need to be. But I wanted yeah. to ask about uh, like your sci-fi influences. Do you have any? And how much did you incorporate that influence into helping you write this album? Because I feel like these themes that you have, you ha- you've had these themes since the first album, you know, and you're telling the story. This is phase two, you know, we had phase one yeah, yeah. nine years ago. You know, how much of that comes into play? Like, do you do you always look into uh, establishing a certain theme within the album? <clears throat> well, I mean, uh, lyri- the lyrics lyrics for Scar Symmetry is written by our drummer Henrik, so so wow. he's the one who is who is really like laser focused on l- the lyrical side of things. It's uh, but interestingly enough, it was my idea to make a trilogy about the technological singularity back in 2012 i think it was i was uh, uh, stranded at uh, frankfurt airport and okay. and uh, i was just killing some time having a coffee or something and I, and i heard two guys talking about the singularity and they were talking about like name dropping like Ray Kurzweil, Bill Gates, blah blah blah, this and that, and they were and 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 I was like eavesdropping, and 
I can't really remember all everything they said, but they they sounded like uh, people who who were interested in this thing and maybe like was working with some tech companies or something. And I, and I just thought it was interesting and I, and uh, uh, and and I was like, but well, maybe we should write and like uh, do a trilogy. I, I also, at that time, I, I was a little bit fed up with doing full-length albums, so I, the idea was to do a trilogy of EPs. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, to do, do something shorter, maybe like tw 25 minutes or something, like 20, 25 minutes per EP, and, and releasing them like more often, do, do something different. But then I proposed the idea to, to, the, to the guys and, and Henrik. He really, like ran with the idea and came up with an elaborate uh, three-part synopsis and and had came up with like a the whole list of ideas for for song titles technocalyptic cybergeddon <laughs> one of them uh and, man uh, shout out to your drummer henrik that's uh yeah so so that was like oh shit this is exciting i love this and and even though i don't write lyrics for square symmetry like the idea of all these things uh, was really cool to me so it, it uh, uh, gave me inspiration to to write but i'm i'm not i don't really get a lot of inspiration from from outside of music for my writing you know you know some people they are like oh i'm so depressed i'm gonna write a blue song or something you oh know? yeah some people are like they draw inspiration from of life course. like i'm happy i'm gonna write an upbeat song but for me music is like its own its own universe and music feeds music in a way so so i the only thing i require is that i need to i need to feel good if if I'm if I'm feeling depressed, something bad happened or so, something, mm -hmm. I'd, then I'd, I'd rather not create because I, when I'm when I'm happy, when I'm well fed and, you know, I've I've slept well and fe I'm feel good. That's when I, when I'm uh, the most creative and I do my best work. I feel like you're describing me and at the same point because I I love that you yeah. said that. That describes me when I'm feeling down or something. I don't want to do anything. That's a yeah. really good point, and I think that's and that's okay to feel like that. Or you know, sometimes maybe, maybe it's maybe it's super universal to be like that. Yeah, but, very. But I, for, I for sure know people who are not like that. That's true. Yeah, same here. And sometimes it's not the worst thing getting stranded at a Frankfurt International Airport. You can wind up with an, a couple albums like this. So shout yeah, out to indeed, those guys indeed. drinking coffee and. Uh, uh, and also want to give a shout out to your two vocalists, Lars and Robert. And if people who don't know, they. It's a pretty cool dynamic those two have between the cleans and and the growls, which that wasn't a thing with Scar Symmetry and in the first three albums because you just had that one vocalist. But I think that's really yeah. cool that you have those two different forms of dynamic uh, relationship in that album, and it, you can really hear it on Xenotap. But um, per, uh, I don't want to keep you for too long, but this was a lot of fun, man. I know we've covered a good amount of topics on this awesome interview. Thank you again for sharing so much about you know, who you are and what Scar Symmetry is all about. As we finish this off, you know, representing, you know, Sweden in the form of display of art that that you and you your band your band is from the different experiences and perspectives in your timeline you've taken and that we've discussed about. 
and performing for as long as you have and the people you have met and work with during these i feel like these are amazing records for you guys touring your growing fan base i mean seven albums in almost 20 years like we talked about i've always been excited to see where you guys go from one point to the next i feel more about that this time around because it's been so long since you guys have put out music there's definitely a level of inspiration to what you're doing here per and you're seeing results man that's the important thing i hope you guys continue to evolve at the rate that you're going uh i feel like scar symmetry is like the music version of benjamin button you guys are just doing this and it's like in reverse but you guys just keep getting better and better as i end this off have your aspirations per as as a musician or hell as a human being have they changed or evolved since when you first started performing in this crazy ass industry like do you see things differently today uh yes i think i do because when when we started scar symmetry i had just come out of 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 injury i didn't play guitar for for a few years in my 20s so i my injuries healed i started playing guitar and and we formed scar symmetry and i i never thought that it could that it was something that could move into being a career like i funny thing is well like, I, I was like almost 30 and i and i thought I, that like i had this, like a feeling that i was maybe i'm too old isn't that funny I, i'm 49 now so and all these things that have happened and uh and i, I mean i just love getting older uh 49 years young and, let me tell you that yeah yeah for sure and like and like the way I, that, that i told you about how i write songs that i'm very confident in making creative decisions because i'm i'm 49 years old i fucking love i, I fucking know what i love and uh, you know so I'm, I'm just gonna go for it and i'm not gonna ask for permission and and right now yeah we, we i think we we sort of uh uh, lost track of of a, of a question earlier, and I was talking about the eras of Scar Symmetry that we had that mm-hmm. first era with with Christian, and then we went out uh, with with the uh, the lineup change, right? And and we had to figure things out again. It was a little bit like starting all over again, and then we did uh, two albums with them before then Jonas left the band and Jonas and I, we used to write the songs together or, or yeah. he wrote song, songs and I wrote songs and sometimes together. So, so he dropped off and then it left me as the band's like sole composer and, uh, and, and he and I, we used to sort of sometimes almost like fight for like it, to be ahead of the decision making process, something like sometimes we didn't see eye to eye on things. So, but suddenly I, it was also like I, I sort of uh, was able to drive the band in more of the direction I wanted to, both like business wise and creatively, and and I had to start writing the songs, uh, all of my all of my on my own, and also produce the albums myself. So phase one and phase two. They are sort of, for me. They are sort of from the third era of Scar Symmetry to me. It, it, those now we have Phase Two. Those albums belong together because they were written in the same era of my life and the band's life. And and now those songs are are coming alive for the audience. 
Uh, but for me, they are kind of old, and and I'm now, and the band is now in our fourth era, in my, in my opinion, in how I view it. So I'm 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 about to start writing for for the next, for the next album, and and now I. I'm 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 seeing the band from another perspective, and and I'm older. I got all this experience, and so it's going to be very exciting to see uh, what what our conversation is going to be about next time we talk. In in hopefully hopefully not in nine years, but yeah, hopefully not in hopefully nine soon. years. Uh, yeah. What did I, uh, uh, the commonality of this conversation? Per I mean, we've talked about it, it evolve, and that's what mm -hmm. you're describing to me, and. And, and I'm really proud to hear all that too. It it sounds like you really appreciate your work from as every era goes by, you're appreciating more and more. And it's like, okay, this this is amazing. And the fans that you guys yeah. have have the fan base has grown. I'm I'm part of it. And like I said, I and meant I, it. I was away I, from the band since I was away from the band, sort of. And I was I was touring with like my side bitches, Nocturnal <laughs> Rights and Meshuga. Like I was out another band fun. I grew up with, so you're just you're just yeah. knocking out all yeah, my so childhood. I, I was out <laughs> having having a good time with them and getting experience. So when I got back, it's like it's like we. It's a newfound yeah, we, we, newfound sense yeah, of the music, so, so, yeah, yeah, and and our ourselves like it's we feel like now we're on a like a second uh, honeymoon or something. It's second very nice. no, nothing like a second honeymoon man can't beat that yeah but uh i love that you're so humble about yourself her but it's it, dude celebrate your accomplishments along the way you know we only get one chance at this life and i meant it when i said 10 years ago holographic universe and pitch back progress helped me get through that summer it means a lot so mm -hmm. if i would have told my self 10 years ago i would have my own publication i would have a band i would have a member from this band on my show i would shit my pants i'm I'm gonna be shitting my pants after this, but um, shit, man. <laughs> but uh, yeah. man, it, it's really great to see, and I hope, like I said, I guess I said that keep doing what you're doing. Um, I also want to mention that you guys are hitting the road soon with Meshuggah. We mentioned that bad on band a lot, alongside the Halo Effect and Orbit Culture. We, we actually just finished up that tour. Wait, so that tour's done? Are you guys? Is yeah. that not going to be a collaborative thing anymore? As far as taking it back out on the road. Please make, uh, come, dude, bring no. it to the States, man. <laughs> yeah, Please well, bring it to the States. I'm just a fan yeah. out there, but I don't know if my, my word means anything. But We, we would be interested in, and the, the powers that be, they know. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The higher power. We mentioned that. Like, they've yes. been answering. But, uh, Perman, uh, do you have any last words? Is any shout outs? Anything else you'd like to plug or mention as far as Scar Symmetry and the new album before you finish things off here. I know it's a couple weeks away till the album release. I don't know if you have a yeah. new music video coming out soon. Whatever you want to say or not yeah, well, say. <laughs> th there, there might be something nice happening uh, around the release date. But uh, I'm, oh, I'm just so happy to, to, to be back and we're going to try to visit all the places. Come back to North America. Go, go back to Japan. Tour all over Europe and see some other places australia maybe so man when you come to dallas let me know uh, you you talking about just having a beer i'll buy you a beer man it'll be really great to hang with you guys and and seeing you guys perform and uh you guys do have a community here in dallas texas let me tell you that so you'd be welcome with open arms but um and i was going to mention like part three i can't wait we're going to do this again i know we're running out of time yes, here but yes. um I just want to say, uh, Per Nelson, uh, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Nothing but the best for you, your family. Congrats again. Um, and your bandmates from here on out. 
keep doing what you're doing. Uh, everyone knows this thing, the Singularity Phase 2 Xenotaph. Phase 2! There's going to be, I'm breaking, my voice is breaking because I'm so excited. Xenotaph uh, yeah. drops June 9th on Nuclear Blast Records. If you could do me and Per a favor, buy the albums. If you got the bands, can't do it that, without your help. It really goes a long way if you buy the merch. Um, and make sure you listen to this podcast on all major podcast streams out there. Check us out on interviewunderfire.com. Per, uh, let's stay in touch, man, uh, on the socials. I will keep you posted once this episode airs so you can share it with your fans. We're going to drop it around the time of the album release, so um, I will definitely keep you That's posted, beautiful. all right? All the best. I'll let you get yeah. Yeah, I'll let you hey, get Sonny, to your next interview. Yeah. <laughs> your, I, I'm, I'm feeling your excitement all the way to Sweden. I appreciate it. Thank that. you very much. I thought I was too excited. Day. I was like, I was like, okay, I gotta get this going. <laughs> but yeah, but this is but this is a bucket list band for me personally because just the just the amount of impact you guys have had on my life. Like uh you you see all these bands around me, you guys are one yeah. of them. So I really appreciate it from the bottom of my heart, okay? Sweet. Hey man, well, take thanks, care. Man. No, thank yeah, you. you. Take care. Um it's a busy time. I know you got a lot of interviews, but these are good times. You're yes. promoting your music. Let people hear you. And uh I will Go ahead. Yes. You have a great rest of the day, my man. You have a great rest of the day, sir. We're going to stay in touch. All right, man, Per? Stay, stay well. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Yeah, see ya, man. Bye-bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire Podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. If you'd like to check out more, visit www.interviewunderfire.com or our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And finally, we want to thank you all for the support you've been giving us. Keep it burning.